Carter. I'm Eloa. And I'm Erin. And if you don't know three black bitches who love true crime, you do now. This is the I Ain't a Killer podcast. Because I got some shit to say. <laughs> I'm glad we're recording that because now I can release all my thoughts. Uh, we're starting something new, y'all. Yes, welcome to our new offering. Killer Watch List. <laughs> Minisodes. Where we watch true crime docuseries, movies, biopics, lifetime movies. Maybe, maybe thrillers. Oh, Thrill. Who knows? We're going to see. <laughs> hey. We watch stuff. Yeah. And then just key about it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You can it, this is LOL's idea. You lead the show. Really? <laughs> okay, I'll do my best. But Erin took all the cool notes. Like, I mean, she's so organized. Been the explanation. So I, I don't. I don't know the vision. Cool. Um, I was gonna say I love how you're so organized. My mind is uh, not like that. I'm like, I have to be. I'm telling you, I have to, or else I'm like, <laughs> I'm just such a squirrel. I'm just like, <laughs> not a squirrel. <laughs> is there any Virgo or uh, Aquarius in your chart? I don't know. I'm gonna look at your chart. Let me go to my co-star. <laughs> so these are mini episodes that we're going to release not on our usual release date like we'll still have the regular episodes hopefully if yeah. we have the capacity but um yeah we're going to play it by ear y'all let yeah. us know how you like it if you hate it we'll stop right yeah. but if you love it let us know and be vocal about it because we don't know mm-hmm. we are. I deleted my co-star app okay. <laughs> we'll do it alright um, so this week, week we watched worst roommate ever Episode one. It's called Call, Call Me Grandma. <laughs> okay, well, it's it like, so gross. It does sound gross. <laughs> Call me grandma, baby. Actually, I did go on a date with a guy not too long ago who was into granny porn. I was like, that's a thing? I didn't yeah. even know that was a thing. Okay, granny well, porn? Is that a ca- category? I'm sick. Oh, Why wow. am I always so have a individual not surprised by this? <laughs> <laughs> Is it grannies with grannies? Is it well, actual I'm granny? sure there are grannies on granny, like people dressed but it's like people fucking grannies, like people that are into mm. you know, like people are into mills. Okay, like, yeah, like, gills, okay. I guess. I mean, I guess, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I think, it, I think, I think it's ageism on my part for me to not think that that would be a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know that. It's just maybe something that you don't desire and just haven't thought of. Yeah, no, I have not. I just come across it because I'd be looking through all the categories. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> I've seen the corners of the sites. I'd be like, clits, bumping clits, sin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe put like a parental advisor on this episode too. <laughs> Please, yes. That's this is happens. definitely for your adults. You're triggered by homosexuality. <laughs> you are in the wrong place. Right? <laughs> you should have been <laughs> right? Why are you here? I don't even watch you here. That's a whole other episode because I don't even watch porn mm-hmm. anymore just for that specific reason. I just, mm-hmm. all of it would be so corny. It was just like whatever, but I guess that's a different episode. Well, don't ever look in my private. <laughs> I got some books. Not the incognito. I know it ain't private, but I still be in there in the darkness. Like <laughs> I love that it's like the dark mode. Yeah, incognito. Because like, I don't want that shit looking at me when I'm searching other stuff. So it needs to be tucked away. You're looking up stuff for work, and it right. porn pops up. You're like, oh, fuck. oh my god. Okay, last you sharing one. your screen. On last, last one. Do y'all ever have y'all ever been like watching porn or doing some like? Nasty shit, and then like one of your relatives call you. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, Dr. Herb has saved my life. Okay, cool. Actually, one time, <laughs> but I was looking at something, and then the group chat started popping up. And I was like, oh, no, the oh, calling is not bad. Hide alerts. <laughs> 
Now, whenever you're not responding in the group chat, I'm just going to assume. <laughs> Listen, Kay did that to me all the time. If I don't answer my phone, she'll be like, would you just playing with your pussy? <laughs> I'm like, no, bitch. <laughs> if I called you back, I'm not playing with my pussy. But yeah, no. All right, let's get into the really comedy girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> Instead of our foreign history. <laughs> Y'all know way too much about me. Our money self should just be us talking shit. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Basically. We're right. feeling it out. You know, we're playing about it. You know, you just hang out with us for a little bit. Um, okay. So my first thought was, bitch, what the fuck? Because to be white... To be white is a superpower at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ain't no fucking way. And there is literally no fucking way. So a little backstory on the episode. And also, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about all the details of the episode. Yeah, please go to Netflix, please. And watch watch the episode first. And then come back to us. Because we're about to talk about all of it. But it's centered on this woman named Dorothea Puente. Puente. Yeah. I think I so. I, I mean, the last name definitely sounds like, oh, maybe it was like Italian or something. Like that. But I know in the episode they said that she was married a bunch, so I don't know if she took someone's name True. or if that was her. Maiden. She had like four different marriages. Yeah. So basically, she'd been scamming and doing crimes since the 40s. Mm-hmm. And bitch was taking everybody money, everybody coins, literally. Like dumping coins in her pocket after drugging them. And taking their silver, their spoons and forks and shit. <laughs> and dumping sleeping pills in their drink so they can't react to it. Yeah. And bitch got arrested. Went to fucking prison for it. For got five out. years. Only five, though. Right. Only only five. Mm-hmm. Got out. And then was like, you know what? I'm going to do this, but like on a grander scale. Well, in between there, sprinkled in, she did do some sex work, which I thought was hot girl yeah, shit. Yeah, she was a sex oh, yeah, worker. Was she was a, mad- a madam... And she, yeah, so she got arrested for being a madam and being a prostitute at the same time, um, which yeah. I thought was fire. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And also she was selling was... pussy and selling pussy. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> I never would have thought of that. Damn, no. that was so good. <laughs> Um, she was also giving uh, Mata via Hitas. Oh yeah! If y'all yeah. saw, if y'all listened to that episode that we did before, she was um, pretending to be a doctor and taking advantage of older people. Mm-hmm. This was after the sex work and all that, but she would give them drugs and steal their shit. Yeah, she yeah. even got her a little stethoscope to throw in the bag mm-hmm. and make it authentic. Mm-hmm. They need to have like Doctor RD cards or something. There's got to be a way. I don't let nobody in my house. Honestly, Damn, see, no, that's real. You shouldn't have kids just so you can have someone to protect you. But my thing is like, wow, it really does suck to be an elderly person and not have someone that like genuinely has your back. Because yeah. like anybody come knocking on your door, all from the Social Security office, and I just need to take your blood pressure. And those people be like, okay, nah, you're not coming to my crib. Like, no, absolutely the fuck not. Mm-hmm. Sorry. At that point, I mean, like if I had money, honestly, I'll vet somebody. From community or some some I don't know youngins who need like a place to stay or whatever, and you could just be my kid or whatever. See, at that point, even that could go left. That's, that's, what, I mean, that's what Dorothea was for them, right? Exhibit yeah. A, Dorothea, Ruth. So let's talk about Ruth because. <laughs> Okay, so Ruth was just a normal person. She started going out with her new boyfriend or whatever, and she met Dorothea at a club, and they became friends. And that's where Dorothea told Ruth to call me grandma, yeah, which is gross because later we found out that Dorothea was not a grandma. <laughs> a grandma. Right. She was pretending to be seventy-five. Right. She was 50. fifty. Yeah. So stick a pin in that one and so ruth and dorothea got close and they went in on a restaurant together they bought a restaurant Mm -hmm. but dorothea was the whole time taking ruth's money for the restaurant yeah telling ruth to put more money in 
because the restaurant wasn't doing well, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And eventually Ruth's husband died and Ruth moved in with Dorothea. Yeah. Wasn't she sick or something? She, she I think, I don't think she was sick. I just think she didn't want to be by herself. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they were like roommates. Yeah. They were roommates. And they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> Our minds are going fine. Right. I was going to say, mine will never die. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Shit, shit got fishy. So then the sun comes over. This is the part that made me mad. Yeah. We the were sun confused. comes over. And he's like, I want to talk Ruth's to my son. Mama. Ruth's son. Yeah, Ruth's son. But wait, wait, wait. But the day before that, or se- several days before that, or something, he came over and his mama was drinking that drink. Remember? Yeah. yeah. The, the glow in the dark. The creme de green. Creme de whatever de the fuck. But yeah. he was confused because he's like, my mom doesn't drink alcohol because she's allergic. But, oh, well. but Dorothea was giving Ruth this drink because it was supposed to be making Ruth feel better, something like that. Yeah. So anyway. She said, Dorothea made this to calm me down. Right. <laughs> White people, y'all need to get some trauma response in y'all systems. I'm telling y'all, white supremacy does not serve anybody at yeah. all. Y'all need yeah. to get y'all some black friends so they can put y'all onto the ways and the true dangers of being alive. Doing no more uh, labor on their behalf. Figure <laughs> the fuck out. There's plenty of books out there, YouTube videos. I mean, just listen to the podcast. We got enough evidence. It, it, pay some black people to teach you about a lot what, of money, please. Yes. <laughs> a lot of fucking money, because this is ridiculous. Y'all like, just think nothing can happen. So anyway, tell tell them now. Yeah, no. So he comes <laughs> over. He and he's like, "Where's my mom?" She's like, "Oh, she's sleeping. Let her rest or whatever." He's like, "Nah, bitch. I'm gonna talk to my mom." Now I'm thinking at this point because of his attitude towards her in that moment that he was gonna be like, like he was gonna like act up if right. some, some bullshit was going down. He comes in. He touches her on the shoulder. She doesn't move. He looks at her. She her eyes are open. It looks like she's struggling to kind of like have an expression on her face, mm-hmm. but her eyes are buck wide open and she's crying. She can't say anything. She's just she's just sitting there it's crying. Completely immobilized. And right. his reaction is, "Oh, it's gonna be okay. Dorothy is here to take care of you, nigga." Excuse <laughs> me, please. I, if what? I see a, a loved one struggling, crying at me, I'm, first of all, I'm not leaving them, and second of all, we are both getting the fuck out of here. I just exactly. really, 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 really want to drop on the point that it wasn't regular crying. It wasn't like she was like, "Oh, I don't feel well." No, it was. It was like get, get out. out. Like I'm, I'm, I'm literally <laughs> paralyzed, and there are tears streaming down my face. If you don't get me the fuck up out of here, what? The son was like, "Oh, this lady who I barely know is going to take care of you." Yeah, mm. it's not like she was actually your grandma. She just told you to call her that. So guess what happened? And we all know what happened. The next day, dun, dun, dun. dead, dead. So surprised. Dorothea had called Ruth's daughter and said, come "Your mom is dead. Come get her shit." <laughs> and she didn't handle no shit because no shit. She robbed. She robbed her purse because y'all guessed it. Dorothea stole everything. She emptied the whole, all her bank accounts, everything for the business, and she killed her. And she said, "Oh, she left Go me ahead. everything." No, I don't think she. I don't think she left no. her roommate everything and her kids nothing. Right, that don't, that don't make no it's sense. Not, not adding up. It's not. The, what did you say, Carter? The math ain't math. The math is not mathing. And that's the perfect time to punch an old bitch in her chin because <laughs> a, a pretend old bitch, a pretend old bitch. Yeah, exactly. Because she was fifty. They was closer in age than than her, his mama. So right. Yeah, that was a good time to, to knock that bitch in her fucking chin. And unfortunately, at this time, it was 1982. They didn't have what they needed in the crime lab. So they basically had to say that she had committed suicide. Even though the levels of every medication in her system were at toxic levels. Mm-hmm. And it was she pretty clear. Was not assumably suicidal before. Right. 
her alleged suicide. It was pretty clear she had been poisoned, but they just didn't weren't able to find the evidence for it. My so the thing that confused me was they showed the autopsy that said like codeine so many milligrams, acetaminophen so many milligrams. Mm-hmm. Why is that not evidence in I itself? Think, I think what they're saying is they don't have the evidence that Dorothea gave it to her. Right. Like they think that she took it on her own. Mm. Because they think like, that that was just the conclusion they had to draw. Right. Because of the lack of evidence. Fingerprints. I don't know. Whatever it's they needed. Weird. And then she had all those pills in her room. Right. And pills on the floor. Like she was just wasn't she on pro- parole or probation at this point? Yes. yes. She's on probation for the next however many years. What the fuck was her parole officer doing? Was he not visiting the house? He thought that she was 80 years old He's or whatever. Granny Dorothy had to bake her cookies. Right. And this is where I, this is that shit I'll be talking about when I connect everything to everybody being white. Strap up because I'm going to do it for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Ain't no fucking way. Like, you, uh, your parole officer is supposed to come at your house at most random times a day to mm-hmm. check on you, to check on where you're living at and the conditions and all that shit like that. And y'all didn't catch nothing. And yeah. y'all didn't catch a goddamn thing. When I was on probation, I wasn't even allowed to drink alcohol. Like, <laughs> Dorothea <laughs> is giving no, alcohol. No, right. <laughs> no piss test. Nothing. Everybody who boarded at your house went on vacation within it's, it's a giving. few weeks of white yeah <laughs> i mean once again yeah as it tends to do white starts again so at this point dorothea was like you know that was fun but i want to do something else <laughs> so she started taking in tenants into her house for the next couple of years and it was illegal for her to take in tenants it wasn't like she had license or anything but she mm-hmm. was like oh, not whatever. only was it illegal for her to take in tenants it was illegal for her to have any type of official caregiver role mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Because of her background. Mm -hmm. So people like some people came and checked in because they knew it was illegal, but she like was able to use her words and kind of get around it and nobody really challenged her. Yeah. She had changed her name so many times. They weren't able to keep track of like records because she had been married however many times. So they just pretty much let her do what she was doing. And that's where shit went even further south. Yeah. No. How did it? How did they? What year was the first tenant? I'm not um, sure. Because, like, she, it was over a I'm long sure. period of time. The reason why people started looking into it was because Judy, the social worker. 1985. Mm-hmm. That's when the first came in. 1985 okay. and all. So, from 85 to 88. Damn, yeah. that was a lot of people really quickly. Yeah. So, from 85 to 88, she had her boarding home. And while she was running her boarding home, she was also, like, taking over people's disability checks and, like, had the. Because she, yeah, she specifically wanted people that were. Um, homeless or you know down and out in different ways to stay with her disabled disabled right she and what the whole thing was which is actually an amazing thing to do right well (laughs) i mean it is but i'm saying (laughs) is that if if she was a decent person it would be nice she was boarding people allowing them to stay with her and their disability checks were going towards rent i guess and food and she would um feed them Mm -hmm. but that wasn't what it was it was a lot worse than that yeah (laughs) all right y'all we'll be right back after we pay some bills are you a huge us too wait can we even say of course it's empowering these days 
I'm Ange Balasone, a.k.a. the drag queen, That Girl Gina. And I'm Mike Fails, just a normal gay guy, I guess? And we're the hosts of The Big Cunty Couch, a gorgeous new talk show podcast where we invite queers and peers to sit, bitch, and be fierce on a huge-ass couch while we gab about all things gay. So come get cozy and cunty with us. We're pan for platforms, so find us anywhere online and get listening, sweetie. Or watching. Or both. Otherwise, why the hell am I in full drag? And we'll see you on The Big Cunty... Oh, wait. I thought we were going to say that together. No. (laughs) On the big cutty couch. Mwah. Um, I'm trying to think what happened after that. Like, how did they kill Judy? Oh, Judy called the cops on her. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. Judy was the social worker of Bert. Bert. Mm-hmm. It was Mr. Montoya. He was a um, homeless man who was living there who was struggling with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And she called the cops on her. And then they came in, they came and got her. But what evidence did they lock her up on? They, they, they arrested her on something. So how it happened was initially Judy was like, she was, she seemed to have a particular fondness for Bert. So she mm-hmm. was checking up on him and uh, Dorothea wasn't answering her questions well enough for her. So like two or three days passed. And well, I don't think, I think, so I don't know if we explained it. So Judy put Bert in contact with Dorothea mm-hmm. and Bert was living with Dorothea. Yeah, so that's where we are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, Judy hadn't heard from Bert in several days, mm-hmm. and so she contacted Dorothea and was like, "Where he at?" And she was like, "Oh, he left. He's with his family in Mexico for a fiesta." It was like real racist. Oh, yeah, right. so they and have a fiesta. Like, uh, no. And then uh, Judy was like, "Yeah, that don't sound like him." So I'm gonna call back, and if he ain't there, I'm gonna call the cops. So she called back, and he wasn't there, and she called the cops. <laughs> yeah, she, she said, was not playing. She said, "Oh no, I called the police. Cause I'm not having it." <laughs> yeah, she said, "We're not playing these games." And so when the police got there, I can't remember. It, they had a conversation with her, mm-hmm. and then they had some suspicions. So, do you want me to? Because yes. I took a few. Uh, Aaron, notes. A beat. So, um, once the police got there, basically everybody that was staying there, all the tenants and Dorothea, were saying that Bert mm. had left with this family member, which we know to not be true because he doesn't have that support. So, um, even though all the tenants were saying this to the police, one of the tenants, um, whose name is John Sharp, slipped a note to the police, and the note said, "She wants me to lie to you." So that resulted in them taking John Sharp in and that's when they spoke with him and it was um after that that they went back to the house and they asked Dorothea to come to the police station so they could question her she wasn't under arrest but they just wanted to question her um (laughs) excited to remember something else uh so they so she admitted to her parole officer who was there with the police while she while they were speaking to her that she had violated her parole. And that was when the police found pills in her house. So that was the violation. Oh, okay. But they hadn't put two and two together that the, what the pills were being used for. Right. And eventually they asked her if they could have her permission to dig up her yard. Because at that point, Judy, the social worker for Bert, had suspicions of uh, Dorothea and what she was doing and asked the police to question her about her yard. Mm-hmm. So they got permission from Dorothea and she was like, yeah, cool, whatever. And they started digging her shit up. <laughs> and she was standing on the balcony peeping out the window. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were really out there. No gloves, no official, like nothing. No hazmat suits, no, no um, shower caps over their shoes. Nothing. Nothing. The you know, it's confusing when people wear rain boots, but they put their, their pants over the rain boots. Mm, like yeah. why why wear rain boots? Yeah. And they were doing that while digging up bodies. Yeah. But I mean to to 
to be fair, not just they were never good at their jobs. Like the the whole system is just never good at their job. But like when I think about how they literally just started like criminally profiling like serial killers in like what the seventies, seventies, eighties, seventies. So they, I feel like their approach to like actually investigating crimes was very new, mm-hmm. and that was very like that was apparent in the eighties and nineties when you see how they yeah. Because now like. The the I guess whatever cop is recording or like whoever is leading the investigation or whatever is not on the scene with right with crime scene uh, with CSI or whatever uh, in a fucking suit and some Oxford shoes like walking through the mud digging up like yeah. it's also concerning like I mean I guess like you said back then they didn't really have a lot of um um the process to look at like DNA and stuff, but like their hair was out, their skin cells were out, yeah. their spit was out. Like all these police officers and whoever else was digging up the backyard Just and traits and all over. Right, the place. Yeah, DNA jeans. all over. Oh but um, yeah, so they were digging in the yard, found a bunch of garbage and random shit. Yeah. And then they found like clothing material seemingly. Oh yeah. Oh no. And he, something he, that the police officer described as beef jerky. <laughs> no, he pulled. So he pulled up the uh, jerky. Yeah, he pulled up the jerky, and then he pulled up uh, like a stick or something, and then it turned out to be a femur bone that actually ended up snapping in half. Right. Yeah. So at that point, they knew that there was at least one body <laughs> in the backyard. And Dorothy could just feel in her spirit the block was getting hot because <laughs> she was like, "Oh, um, you know, I need a break. I gotta go. Can I go visit my son?" And they asked where he was staying. Oh my goodness. And she was like, oh, over there down the street at the hotel. And he was like, okay. Because <laughs> she white. Because she white. Ain't no way. Next thing you way. know, they have dug up not just one, <laughs> not just two. They get to the second body. He's like, oh shit, where she at? She down there at the hotel. It was Wait, like a light loose. bulb went off in his mm-hmm. little tiny head. <laughs> like, oh fuck, we just let this person, the serial killer, out. And at that, at that point, she fled you found clothes in her backyard listen and they let her go to go to lunch she dipped off in that muumu and them chinese slippers <laughs> exactly. Go on, please. She go was dressed. do you know who wears clothes people what the fuck like y'all found beef jerky and just let it be i'm sorry there was a moment if you watched it you know where the producer screams across the room what was the beef jerky what was the beef jerky <laughs> And we've been saying it for the past hour and a half. I just needed to say it out loud. <laughs> because why were you yelling? Y'all, the, the beef jerky was skin. Oh, yeah, that part. Yeah, no. Um, and I've never eaten beef I, I don't like beef jerky. I, I love beef jerky. I do, I'm so. not doing it. I'm not doing when it. When it's kind of spicy. I don't even care. Right? I love the, the cracked black pepper. Yes. And salt ones. Yeah. I'm going to just, I mean, yeah. I think I'm also then, traumatized by Slim Jim commercials. So. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I just feel I like the, the, the clash is I hate it. Your flesh sounds like you'd have to like. Kay loves to say flesh. Oh, please. Yeah, because she's vegan. Right. Yeah, so but she's, let she's me eat my star. chicken wings in peace. <laughs> God damn. But anyway, so Dorothea fled, and there was literally a, a na- nationwide manhunt. For this grandmother. Y'all, we thought. we thought she was a grandma. Okay, wait, are we there yet? Oh, okay, so before we get to that, they searched the inside of her house. Because basically the police officer was like, yeah, we don't know where the hell she is, but she gave her per- permission, so we're just going to continue to search. Yeah, so they dug up the whole backyard. All the backyard, and they found hella bodies. They also searched inside her home, and they found a calendar, and she had tried to put like little notes on the calendar to insinuate that Bert had left, blah, yeah. blah, blah, try to confuse the police. Bert left. Bert back. Right. <laughs> and then they pulled up the carpet. 
Oh my God. He was like, yeah, I was just hit with this stench and it was putrid. I'm saying the word stench is such a strong word. It like is. I know he meant the fuck out right. of that. It was poop, poop, putrefied body fluid with lie. And then he, so they, they juxtapose it to the interview. So they go back to the interview and they're like, oh, do you have any purpose for a lie? And she was like, what's that? I think they, yeah. She was like, I don't know what that is. It's a bucket with the word lie on it. It's mm-hmm. a marker. So the she bitch labeled it. it. <laughs> she labeled it. It got and big what? letters. It ain't but three of them. L-Y-E. L-Y-E. <laughs> I would have got fired because if I was in the room, I'd be like, why are you lying? <laughs> hmm. Interesting. So it was at this point that they kind of put together that she was like, physically trying to make herself not seem as menacing so she was making herself look way older than she was in reality she was in her early 50s mm-hmm. but she was making herself look like she was like 75 80 she was kind of like making herself smaller dressing like in moo's, looking like an old lady mm-hmm. but she was not an old lady and that means strong. that means when she had committed the crimes before those were like 15 20 years before him right right so she so was like young yeah, hate <laughs> yeah. that. She's like our age. I hate it for. But I mean, just the fact because I was confused from the very start of the episode. I was like, okay, how is this grandmother? It's not even the murders that I was confused about. It was about the the hiding of the bodies. Yeah. So then when they revealed right. that she was in her fifties, it made more sense. But I still don't understand. That bitch is strong as shit. That's like, what it is. Honestly, nobody chin checked her because she would have chin checked the first <laughs> Like, right. Are you kidding me? She I'm also like, like, I need more because if she had tenants constantly living in her home, how did they not see? How they not see? Because they knew something weird was happening, but they didn't know specifically that she was killing people. Right. right? Yeah. So how was she able to kill them? And then the other tenants didn't find out. Right. And dig little two feet deep holes all over the yard. Eight different times. And bury them in the fetal position. And y'all don't see no And they're wrapped in plastic. Y'all don't see no fresh dirt. There were steps involved in this process. Right. Maybe the tenants were helping her. And Bert, like, was not a small person. No. They showed video of him because Judy had video from, um, when they interacted with one another when she was a social worker. And, I mean, they're he was a big person right like, tall and broad like it's also like we haven't really talked about it but when they showed that when they were interviewing her she was like cool calm collected she mm-hmm. pretty much just denied everything and was like i don't know what you're talking about she said, i don't know i don't want to go don't... back to prison right i'm, I'm a little lady. i'm an old lady i'm trying to get my she said, bitch you're 52 <laughs> right but yeah she was yeah, denied denied deny. but they ended up finding eight people buried in her backyard mm-mm-mm and they were like, another, and then another. And I'm like, yeah, because you let her fucking go. That's like that's like some, somebody being like, look behind you. And then it's, it's literally the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I fought for that shit. I fell for that <laughs> shit not too long ago. And I'm still embarrassed about it. Um, <laughs> long story short, I was on a date. And I was, I was on mini golf. And they was like, look, look at the wall. And I was like, what? What is it? Like, oh, my God. And then, like, they would put the, the ball in the hole. <laughs> oh, wait. But they were going to win anyway, so, yeah. But anyway. Okay, but you're wrong. You're a cop. You don't have those. Right. This is your responsibility. I cannot yeah. believe that they let her you go You can't like do that. shit like that. That's then, so goofy. I mean, they ended up Ruth right in their face. Right. <laughs> so, um, I guess we're to, like, the trial. Um, so, the jury declared her guilty of three murders. But they were dead. Okay, so eight people were found buried in her backyard. But you have to remember Ruth from earlier. So, mm-hmm. she had killed nine people total allegedly but the jury was deadlocked on six of the murders include one of them being Bert, because 
a lot of them fell for her like I'm a small old lady I couldn't mm-hmm. do that blah 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 so she was only convicted of three murders that's weird as fuck because what was it about the other three that had y'all convinced but right. the other six the defense also made the argument that like the real crime was the stealing of the money after the fact, like to continue mm. to cash the checks and that the people died of natural causes so that she didn't kill them. But the crime was that she hid that they had died so she could continue to collect the checks. Right. I don't mm-hmm. think we made that point as like hard as we need to. All of these people were receiving social security, disability, whatever. Yeah. So her whole scam was like Carter said, continuing to quote unquote, keep them alive mm-hmm. so that she could collect all the money. And did she make some like a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars? $100,000. And she was like looked at as a philanthropist. She would donate to political leaders and like go to all these things. And people thought she was a good person. I would be like, can I see your grant report? Exactly. <laughs> like, where are you getting this funding? Right. Um, can the, the I bank, have some? People don't care when they're being donated to. That's true. Especially well, political that's so leaders. That's though. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, no bank, bank statements. Are you a 501c3? Like, I have questions. <laughs> Wait, y'all. The, the grossest part of this specific segment is that she would donate clothes to charities and they were the clothes from her victims. Oh my goodness. It's so like gross. I forgot about that part. Yeah. That's so yeah. fucked up. Yeah, no. So I'm, I'm good on that. Yeah. I guess, should I say everybody that she killed? Yeah. Get yeah. There? Okay. So these are the people that, um, they found out that she killed. I don't know what she, she could, I mean, she probably did kill other people, but, um, Leona Carpenter, Dorothy Miller, Benjamin Fink, James Gallup, Betty Palmer, Everson Gilmouth, Burt Montoya, Ruth Monroe, and Vera Faye Martin. Wow. Nine people. And she died at the age, uh, Dorothea died at the age of 82. She was in prison. The actual age of 82, not the fake one. <laughs> right. That's so wild. Like, even niggas really be living. They be living. Forever. Like, they be living. <laughs> So whatever. Eighty two, like she got to live a good long life. I was chilling after murdering all them folks. She could have just been a hoe. Exactly, a sex worker. Exactly. She could have. She also could have just like housed people. In, I mean, (laughs) it would have been bad, but she could have just taken their disability and not killed them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she could have just housed sex workers or some shit like that. And I think we need to know that, like, she did... We, we know that she was killing them because they found all those drugs in her place. And some of those drugs were, like, tranquilizers right. and, like, you know... I'm trying to figure out how the fuck she was able to get her hands on all this shit. Because it was, like... By pretend, pretending to be a doctor, probably. <laughs> she may have also been manipulating, like, her victims or, like, tenants that she had and taking their medication or, like, putting in prescriptions for them under their names or something right. like that. Like, I'm sure there's more to it. Right. I just feel like she had some sort of help because I don't know. It I, is wild. I wouldn't help somebody cover up a murder just because I'm living with them and I don't have anywhere to go. But I would imagine that somebody would. Mm, like fair. some somebody maybe in the middle of the night saw her or whatever. She was like, if you just not say something, you're out of here or whatever. If you call the cops, you ain't going anywhere to stay. Yeah, that's and, true. Especially because the people staying with her were, you know, yeah. houseless or they had disabilities or whatever, all those early things like that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I just, or maybe she was like, "I'll let you keep your checks," and those yeah, everything else. Mm-hmm. It's something because ain't no way, ain't no way that bitch is dragging somebody out there two fifty, three hundred pounds plus, like a muscle, a dead weight. Yeah. There's just no way in hell, Mm-mm. and nobody knew. That's not the thing. Yeah, I'm not yeah. buying it either. 
But Sharp was probably tired of it, I feel like. Like, he probably knew a lot of shit. His little note. Yeah. I know. I mean, a lot of you. Isn't a cute little third grade cursive? Yeah. yeah. He seems sweet. I ain't seen that in so long. I feel bad because, you know, you want uh, people that are houseless or just need more help to be able to have places like that. And it's oh. so fucked up. Yeah. For them to be taken advantage of. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's fucked. I recently read a story about, I think, did we talk about this on the podcast? The um, pastor who. Him and his wife had like been keeping basically disabled people captive in their basement, but under the guise that they were running a halfway house. No, and saying that they were free to come and go, but there was a lock on the outside of the door. Was like, this recent? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think this I was like it. a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, that's. I mean, like you're saying, people take advantage of people that they know no one's checking for. Mm-hmm. Just, but Judy was checking you know, the ills of capitalism. Yeah, Judy said no. Judy said, "I'm gonna figure this shit out." Yeah, Judy said, "Not my nigga Bert." What I'm gonna do <laughs> is follow up. <laughs> And if I say something, I mean it. She said, if Bert isn't here by this Friday, I'm calling the fucking police. And you would think the bitch would pack up and get her things right. out. Dorothea was like, okay, try it. Dorothea was like, sure. Police. Yeah. Bet. It's a whole social worker bitch. Beep, 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 beep. Chief Martin? Yes. I can't find my friends. You in the backyard. She she better hire it's hiring people or whatever. But you know. I just so again, I'm linking everything back to people being white. And they said that finding bodies and during the case they were like finding bodies in her backyard wasn't enough evidence to prove that she had done something wrong, which is like you know, like when niggas throw like a little weed out the window or some shit and they like able to get mm-hmm. so you can draw all them conclusions. Right. But you can't make one plus one equal two. In the backyard, Barry. Like, Y'all, they let her go get lunch. They let her go. They let lunch. her put on her little red trench coat with her pink umbrella and go grab lunch with her uh, family member. Mm-hmm. And then used a bunch of uh, taxpayer money to, to find her. We would put out a bolo or be on the lookout. Be <laughs> on the lookout. You gotta remember, this is the same system that a couple decades later will allow a mass shooter of a Baptist church to go get Burger King. Oh, so, yeah. Like, ain't nothing new under the sun, to mm-hmm. be honest. It's the same shit every fucking decade. Yeah. Just new players. So, oh, the last thing, I, the last thing that I was frustrated about was like, when he said he had to go like pick her up or something like that on the tarmac, I don't know what it was. Oh my god! One of the investigators was saying that when he picked her up on the tarmac, she said to him what Ella was about to tell you, Mister Cabrera. I'm sorry, and he was like, in that small moment, I believe that she, she was, was sorry fine. about everything. <laughs> I'm like, how are you falling from the same shit? Exactly. She has been a criminal <laughs> since the 40s. You think she's sorry about this shit? She wants you to feel sorry for her. Right. Like. What? She still got her hair dye in and she probably drew on wrinkles and you're believing her. Not drew on wrinkles. She's not literally. <laughs> I'm still shook by that. You know that she did that on purpose to make herself seem older because people are going to look at someone older as less of a threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that shit. And you found eight bodies. I'm sorry. Eight people are not moving into the same little house and then dying of natural causes shortly afterwards right. by themselves. It's just not, that's not a thing. It also just like makes me sick 
this is again like the conversation around white women's tears and how powerful mm-hmm. they are they're like all she had to do was say i'm sorry one time to this one white man and he believed her just even even if it's just for that moment uh-huh. and he thought it only lasted for that moment it just still makes me so angry because then you have stories about a black woman shooting a warning shot into the sky and getting 20 years yeah and nobody feels bad for her yeah nobody sees her humanity or what right. she I'm needed like, to do in that moment i'm like you know what documentary you're on here for and you are probably in the same studio as some of the family of her victims and you have the nerve to say that you think she was sorry yeah keep that shit to yourself if there's if y'all had a little moment okay cute like you're 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 gonna feel that i don't care if you smash her in the back seat of the fucking suv on the way to the jailhouse fuck that bitch right exactly what? Please don't say that. It's, you, just, it's like that same moment where everybody was celebrating um, the peaceful moment that uh, Botham Jean's brother had with um, oh, the hell. Don't even get me started on like, that shit. So that moment was between them. That was I don't even think that should have been filmed. That moment was whatever whatever forgiveness he has in his heart or whatever you know little I don't know sweet um, moment of absolution that he wanted to give her. That was literally his power to give her. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the internet today was like, "Oh, see, this is the true power of love and forgiveness and shit." That is not y'all's. That yeah. is not y'all's. And yeah. fuck that bitch too because these people literally don't have no heart. And I know that's like a completely different subject or whatever. No, it saying, relates. Like, it relates. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Sorry. Y'all are way too, y'all are way too easy on white people and like able to see their humanity are way too hard on darker skinned people, specifically mm-hmm. black and indigenous people and are not able to see their humanity. In and the darkest way. people that are black and indigenous mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. 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 No. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I feel like this is probably a good time to, to stop the mini. Yeah. Let us know what y'all think. Yeah. You want to hear us yeah. talk more shit? Let us yeah. know. Yeah. We're going to keep talking about this series. Um, it's called Worst Roommate Ever on Netflix. And um, yeah, if you want to listen and, or watch the show and keep up with us, do that. And give us your opinions. Yeah, we'd love that. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.